You're listening to Patagonia Stories. I'm Jan Eberharder, and I'm reading my story, Suing for Survival. I wrote this story after doing a master's thesis on the Skagit River, and one of the interesting things that I learned about was the budding rights of nature movement, and specifically the lawsuit that the Soxhawtl tribe had filed against Seattle City Light, and it was a very timely matter. And I wanted to learn more about this, and I wanted to share the story. What happens when a fish takes the witness stand in a courtroom? The seat probably isn't very comfortable, and the fish might not be able to see the jury. Salmon had some help from their allies, the Soxhawtl Indian tribe, in a recent lawsuit in Washington state. The Soxhawtl argued that their tribe, Sakumehu, have a sacred covenant with Suladu, Salmon, and Sulek, the river, and all living creatures without which we cannot live. The tribe sought acknowledgement that three Skagit River dams infringed upon the fish's inherent rights to exist, flourish, regenerate, and the right of access to their ancestral waters. Rights of nature legal strategies, such as the Soxhawtl's lawsuit, are based on a concept where legal standing is secured for elements of the natural world, a river, a species, or an ecosystem. In 2008, Ecuador added a provision to its constitution protecting the rights of nature. New Zealand, in 2017, officially recognized the legal rights of the physical and metaphysical elements of the Wangui River. In the years since, the movement has gained traction. In late 2022, Port Townsend and Gig Harbor, Washington, put forward proclamations recognizing the rights of southern resident orcas who depend on salmon as their primary food source. More than three dozen tribal and local governments within the United States now have laws protecting the rights of nature. The Skagit River in Washington has long connected every living thing within the region. The river runs 150 miles through the heart of the rugged Cascade Range and provides 30% of the freshwater that flows into Puget Sound. It's the region's only river that is home to every native salmon and trout species, including endangered Puget Sound Chinook, bull trout, and steelhead. And, thanks to those three hydroelectric dams at the center of the lawsuit, it produces 20% of Seattle's electricity. But the dams don't just generate power. They prevent salmon from reaching crucial spawning habitat. Salmon runs up and down the Pacific coast have continued to dwindle for more than 100 years, despite decades of restoration efforts. The future of these fish still hangs on each egg they lay. As a keystone species, they are vital to the region's ecosystem. Chinook are the preferred diet of southern resident orcas, another beloved and endangered species of the region. Salmon feed bears and eagles. When the fish die, nutrients from their carcasses nourish the rivers and fertilize the forests. While Seattle prides itself on implementing progressive policy actions to build a sustainable future, the city's publicly owned utility company, Seattle City Light, remains an alarming and infuriating contradiction. The company's, quote, clean power comes at the expense of the region's most iconic fish and traditional Coast Salish culture. In the grand scheme of things, that's what we see at risk here, a way of life, our way of life, said Nino Maltos II, chairman of the tribal council for the Soxhawtl Indian tribe. If these salmon were to go extinct, it would destroy generations of future teachings that are long to come. It would change everything, he said. 
In early 2022, it was time for fish to take the stand in what is known as the Rights of Salmon lawsuit. The Soxhawtl Indian tribe sued the city of Seattle on behalf of the salmon. Filed in tribal court for Tsuladu, the Lashutseed word for salmon, the suit declared that tribal members possess a right in a public trust to protect and save Tsuladu and protect the waters that support Tsuladu, free of obstructions which interfere with their right to exist. The suit notes that Seattle City Light's three Skagit River hydroelectric project dams were built without the consent of local indigenous communities and completely blocked fish passage. The river's been taking care of the city, Maltos said in January 2023. We think it's their time to take care of the river. The Skagit and its headwaters have been home to Coast Salish tribes and salmon since time immemorial. After countless generations of flourishing coexistence, Colonialism brought devastating changes. In the mid-1800s, Washington State's then-Governor Isaac Stevens signed numerous treaties with the region's indigenous tribes, exchanging land for the promise of tribal sovereignty, protection, and the continued right to hunt and fish on their ancestral grounds. The state repeatedly ignored these agreements. More than 100 years of subjugation, harassment, and the struggle for treaty-guaranteed fishing rights culminated in numerous protests throughout the late 1960s and early 70s. The federal government sued the state of Washington over the issue. The 1974 ruling, known as the Bolt Decision, affirmed that the treaties allocated tribes half of the available catch of all fish and established tribes as co-managers of the state's dwindling fisheries. Along with the Soxhawtl, the Swinomish Indian tribal community and the Upper Skagit Indian tribe also called the Skagit watershed home. All three federally recognized tribes have distinct management practices, which, in conjunction with local entities, can make for contentious policymaking. The Soxhawtl lawsuit was filed as the city looked to renew its federal license to operate the dams, which expires in 2025. New licensing agreements are typically all but guaranteed and last anywhere from 30 to 50 years. But this moment caught the public's attention. The process brought newfound scrutiny to Seattle City Light's environmental policies thanks to the suit's rights of nature tactic and the region's deep ties to salmon. It was worth a try. Nine days before the April 28th deadline for the license renewal, Seattle City Light announced the inclusion of a fish passage program in its final license application, which led to the settlement of the lawsuit. The proposed trap and haul program will truck fish around all three dams, but could take up to 20 years to fully implement. While this does not solve the ongoing crisis salmon face on the Skagit, establishing fish passage around the dams has been a primary concern for the Soxhawtl. So this was a victory. This was only the second rights of nature case to be brought in the United States, and there's still work to be done before it's an established legal precedent. But even if there was no ruling, the rights of nature idea continues to move from local grassroots initiatives and tribal communities toward the state and federal levels. Not only have the Soxhawtl had really practical outcomes from this case, but they've also been able to demonstrate what is possible and how to do it, said Mari Margill, executive director for the Center of Democratic and Environmental Rights. That is all quite important in developing rights of nature laws but also just helping other tribes and even non-Indigenous communities to say, okay, now we can see the path. While the settlement is a win for the Skagit River and its salmon, three uncompromising human-constructed cement problems remain. Throughout the relicensing process, 
Calls to remove even the lowest dam had little impact. Even if the Skagit River Hydroelectric Project's dams won't be coming down anytime soon, the Soxhoatl's lawsuit, hopefully, is a small crack in the system, one that can propagate throughout the entire watershed of river reclamation. At Patagonia, we cover stories that range from the detailed gear needed for alpine climbing, to the fight for a sacred indigenous land, to the experiences of being inside an athlete's head. Sure, we're a company that makes gear for going outside, but we're also a company that cares about the future of the home planet. The stories we share here will hopefully inspire you to do the same, or just to make some time to go outside. See you next time for more stories to get you out there.